This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios, house spelt the German way. Boy, when Marge first told me she was going to the police academy, I thought it'd be fun and exciting. You know, like that movie, Spaceballs. But instead, it's been painful and disturbing like that movie, Police Academy. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And we're back. This is Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And we're in Alan's basement. Yeah. I really like it here. It's nice. It's a nice basement. Yeah. It's um, It's got wood paneling, carpet. Yeah. And it's it's fun because like the, the wood paneling and it's got the, the stucco walls, which kind yeah. of, you know, absorb the sound a bit. And it's nice. We got some sconces. We got yeah. a bar. It's um, it's nice. It is. I like the feel of it. I've always liked the feel of your house. It's eclectic in an interesting way. Why, thank you. I, yeah. I built it myself. This kind of feels like a, what would it be, a sauna? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Except you know, except you, for the carpet. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like a cabin. Yeah, a cabin. Here. It has a cabin yeah. type feel with the uh, with the bar. Yep. Back over there. <laughs> Is there like a, a sink over there? There's a sink there. Yeah. Wow. My goodness. So we can you know make drinks and keep people hydrated as well. <laughs> well, which is important. Is it? Yes. Okay. I'm. I'll take your word for All it. All right. Uh, cool. <laughs> Cool. Good episode. Yeah. See you next week. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> Classic joke. Uh, uh, getting it out of so, the way. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're here. We are Sans guests. Yeah. Because we are trying to rip through season we got, six. We got to get season six done, guys. We're yeah. almost there. I'm, and then we can take a summer break. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's so much harder to get guests during the summer. Yeah. Uh, I don't which know Which we're already, we're already learning. Yeah. We are limping across the finish line. <laughs> we really are. The wheels are coming off <laughs> right at the finish line. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's not their fault. That we can't get any guests. It's my fault. And I know that. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, yeah. but I'm glad you did. Yeah, it's because I'm, uh, well... This, this, is a, this, is one, this is one third... Sorry, this is 2 p.m. Uh, on a Thursday afternoon. This is a really bad time. People is, can't no. do this time. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> that, would, that would imply that a podcast is a day job. Right. Which is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is, yeah, absolutely not the case. To say the least. Uh, I, and it's because I'm in I'm in Fort Steele. And, You're doing uh, your thing. It's a four-hour drive to get back. I came back last night, and mm-hmm. uh, here I am this morning. And, like, and like I'm on a clock as yeah. well. Like yeah, I got, you got places to be. I got so many things that, that I have to do in two days. Oh, boy. In two days. Like, as soon as I get home. Yeah. Here's my how have you been. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I get home, every mm-hmm. time I come home, I'm like... Well, let's start the clock. Sure. The, uh, every the, every the, chunk the countdown of, is yeah, yeah. every two hour chunk of time is like uh, it, it's it's parceled it's, out. It's, it's it's very important. Your yeah. time is very important, is what you're saying. It's whereas mine is not. Well, it doesn't have. I don't have much here. <laughs> I don't like my do. time in Fort Steele is a lot less important. Right. Because there's more of it. <laughs> so you that, know. No, that's fair. This is right. the life you chose. And the, this is the life we chose, the life we lead. 
No, you chose. Send the uh, send an email to the Hammett District on third <laughs> at gmail.com if you know what that quote's from. Numerical three. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we yeah we like I said we kind of decided you know let's let's get one at, let's get one under the belt you yeah. know. Um, you know I'm I'm a, I'm a little sad we didn't get a guest for this one because this is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, we, we can be entertaining, right? We can, we can try. <laughs> we can do our best. Yeah. Our level headed best. To yeah. Be it's just nice to have a, a third, no matter what era they're from. I don't know, era. No, what I mean true. by era, but I, you know um, what I mean? Like just having that other person to bounce ideas off of or yeah. hear their opinions. It's always very interesting. So since we're playing the, uh, what if game, uh-huh. uh, I would have really liked to have gotten my, uh, my cop friend oh, on, yeah. on the podcast. That would have been cool. Uh, but he's just, uh, Luke, congratulations. You just had oh. twins. That's amazing. Oh, good. Good for you. Yeah. It's real amazing. It's uh, fantastic. Did you name them Luke and Leia? Dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> cause that'd be weird. Cause your name's Luke. <laughs> People do that. <laughs> it's true. People, and then you'd be Luke Jr. and Leia. Yeah. And it'd be like, wait, is this a Star Wars thing? Jr. and Leia. Wouldn't it be funny if you just called him Luke Jr. and then called, I, I don't know if it's what their genders are, but if there, if it was a boy and a girl. No, I'm just boy and a girl. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So Luke Jr. and then just called the other one Leia, not even thinking of the connection. And then like <laughs> years later, someone's like, so was that like a Star Wars? And he's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It's just ah, uh, or like his, you know, his mom's name's Leia or something. So I don't even like you, those. Movies. Yeah, like ah, oh, I haven't even seen them. <laughs> yeah, have you? How have you? <laughs> this has nothing to do with the episode that we're talking about, which is the Springfield connection. By uh-huh. the way, go on. Um, but how sick are you? Uh, you've told me this before, but yeah. I just want to hear it again. Yes. How sick of it are you of people complaining about Star Wars oh, and it's The Last the worst, Jedi specifically? The Last Jedi specifically, but just in general, it's just the worst thing. Uh, I, I truly believe currently Star Wars fans, and I use fans in quotations, yeah. are the worst people. Yes. Uh, because they claim ownership to the series. Uh, they are gatekeepers. They are... Uh, putting the OT on a pedestal that is not deserving. No. Nope. Um, uh, I've, I've always maintained Empire and A New Hope are the only films I would call are great. And even uh, A New Hope, I think, is just barely there. Mm-hmm. Be- and I think it's, it's more, it's great because of the era it was made and the kind of triumph that it was. You know, mm-hmm. like there's those movies where I'm like, this is a great movie because it's well made in every aspect. And there's those movies where I'm like, this is a great movie because of what it did for cinema or like how bold it was, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's how I feel about New Hope. Like it's really not a, when you look, when you look at it very bare bones, it's not a great movie. Like it's very basic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the hero's journey, you know, yeah, we all, know, a, we all know this. It's a three act cobbled together story. Yeah. But it's but what it what it did at the time the the advancements it made in um, uh, SFX and things like that it's it's a marvel and every other Star Wars movie since then has been fine <laughs> since Empire or, since Empire yes sorry uh, been either fine or not great or flat out bad but for some reason because the Last Jedi was different. It's suddenly like the worst thing ever. Like, how dare you uh, change what is in my head canon to what you've decided is going to be the thing? And it's like, yeah, that's what that's how movies work. Yeah. 
<laughs> things aren't going to happen exactly how you want them. That's the joy of them. That's the, yeah, that's what's fun about watching a film. Because I keep getting these things. I don't know about you, but uh, my, whenever I log on to YouTube, uh, <laughs> my subscription feed and like uh, suggested videos for you uh-huh. um, is like, I like watching the Red Letter Media guys. Sure, yeah. I think they're funny. Yeah. And I think they bring up good points a lot. Mm-hmm. But apparently, because I like watching one channel, that <laughs> means I will enjoy yeah. watching all the other ones. You must enjoy like, this you one. You must enjoy this yep. is why The Last Jedi failed. This is why. And I don't care why The Last Jedi failed. I don't care why it's uh, the greatest thing ever. I think you're all wrong. And I think <laughs> you're all stupid. Um, because it yeah. doesn't me- matter that much. I really enjoyed the film. I really enjoyed it, and uh, it's got flaws. It's got you know things I didn't like, but it's overall got I enjoyed it. Issues. The thing I liked about it the most is that it it was doing something new and interesting. Holy shit, it's different. Yeah, that's... and and so that's why yeah I agree. Like the things that are saying this is the worst movie ever or this is the best movie ever. I'm like no, like it doesn't need to be one or the other. Why can't yeah. we just talk about it? Like why is why is Star Wars such a huge like benchmark that that is the be-all, end-all of uh, fandoms, you know? I've talked about this before. The fact that uh, a movie like Spider-Man 3 or uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine can come out and people agree that's a bad movie. Um, It doesn't ruin the character of Wolverine or the character of Spider-Man for you because they didn't create that as, like, a canon. It's like, this is just one version of this character in, you know, whatever way. But for some reason, because Star Wars has its, like, established canon... Like, this is, you know, an actual entry in the series versus, like, uh, the EU stuff or whatever. That makes people, like, hold them a lot more preciously. And it's annoying because it's, like, just they're just movies still. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay yeah. if you didn't like it. It's okay if you did like it. We don't need to fight. I, I guess my whole point to this is um, change your algorithm, YouTube. Yeah. Please. I, th- I, I would agree. Please, God. I don't want to see any more Last Jedi video essays no everybody's made one yeah and it's Um, none of them are interesting this is as close as we'll ever get to that (laughs) yeah i think this is the longest we've ever actually spoken about the last jedi yeah and i'm really (laughs) and i'm okay with that that. yeah yeah Yeah. uh what's the episode we're talking about today though oh boy uh so we are here to talk about the springfield connection Mm -hmm. uh this is the 23rd episode of season six almost there written by john collier and uh directed by mark kirkland original air date may 7th 1995 i think it's collier could be collier Coulier. <laughs> it's Dave Coulier. My, <laughs> my mistake. Sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, <laughs> he had a one, one episode stint writing yeah. for The Simpsons. Yeah, and he nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it was weird how many like Bullwinkle jokes there were in this episode because of that. Um, you know, Homer kept going, cut it out. Ah, that's Full House. I don't know. What else is Dave Coulier known for? Like... Was he the voice Banging of Aladdin? Banging Alanis Morissette. Was, was he the voice of Aladdin? No! Oh. How dare you? <laughs> Who is the voice of Aladdin? I thought it was someone from Full House. <laughs> it was. It's Steve, uh, DJ's boyfriend. He's not okay. a regular. His, <laughs> the actor's name is Scott Winger, or Winger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he voices Aladdin. Um, Across all platforms? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I mean, what as, else is as far do? as I know, yeah. And like, obviously in the sequels. The hey, when was the last time you sequels. saw Return of Jafar? Oh man, probably uh, 2008, because I remember watching it specifically with the Empress folk when I worked there. Oh, because really? Because we were talking about it and we thought it was hilarious, and so we watched it, and then for the rest of the summer we kept going, forget about that guy, <laughs> forget about the way you fell into his eye, because that's the song that Iago sings in One the of movie. Two. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> Return of Jafar. Gilbert oh, Godfrey boy. has two solos. <laughs> he certainly does. Yeah. 
full songs. That's that was their that was uh, a choice they made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At some point, hey, yeah. you know who's got a great voice? Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Let's with have that. him sing a couple uh, songs. I am the Disney exec in this in yeah. this situation. I totally you know, agree with that. And Let's... you know who 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 we don't want for this movie? Who? Robin Williams. Oh, I totally agree with that. Let's get uh, that guy who plays Homer Simpson yeah, to Dan, do an impression. Do an impression of Robin Williams. Of Robin Williams. Great. We got him. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. That's uh, kind of back on track. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Dan Castellaneta, for those that don't know, voiced the genie in the Return of Jafar and the television show. Yeah, yeah. So It's not really him, though. It's, what do you mean? It's Dan Castellaneta doing Robin Williams, oh, doing the saying. genie. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's not really a performance. Yeah. It's... It's a cat. It's a paycheck. Yeah, which oh, I mean, I'm glad Dan Castellaneta got hey, the cash. He he's pro. He's actually very prolific uh, on television. Yeah, <laughs> aside from the Sim- obviously the Simpsons. But, yeah, but aside from that, like he, I I find him popping up in sitcoms all the time, and I'm like, now yeah. that I know what he looks like, I'm like, yeah. hey, it's Dan. That's yeah. cool. It's always fun yeah. because he's so different. Yes, and like, well, just his normal voice is very. It's recognizable to me now, but it's yeah. like it's vastly different than Homer. Yeah. So like most people wouldn't be like, "Oh, hey, Homer Simpson," you know? Yeah. So. And he makes that funny face when he whenever he does the Homer Simpson <laughs> voice. It's true, yeah. Yeah, he makes a weird face where he like contorts his lips in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess you kind of have to. You, you do, yeah, yeah, to get to get that to get specific that specific voice. Yeah. Because yeah. um, Seth MacFarlane does that for uh, Peter Griffin as well. Oh, he does the contortion. He does of his face. Of course he does. Yeah, because he's trying to be, be Homer Simpson. Fucking piece of shit. Uh, show. Um, <laughs> Something that uh, YouTube, speaking of, tries mm-hmm. to shove down my throat every once in a while is uh, Family Guy asides. Asides, you know, so like the cutaway, cutaway. gags, yeah, or cutaway gags. Um, like it tries to just give you like, oh, here's just a, like here's a collection of them. It's like, something? yeah, you watched a video about like you watched the Always Sunny in Philadelphia bloopers, so you must enjoy <laughs> Family Guy. Sure. Um, and so I'm like. This is one of the problems with Family Guy, but it's also one of the things that I would have actually enjoyed if Family Guy eschewed the entire concept of being an actual show. Mm-hmm. Like, it pretends to be a show. Yeah. It should have been an online uh, animated sketch show. Yeah. Because that's basically all it is, and the best parts... They try to string them all together things. with yeah. a plot, but it's... It's, it's always it's lacking. So, it's so hackneyed. Like, it's just... I've been I actually like watching some episodes on uh, Netflix recently and it just reminds me I'm like I'm like man like literally like it it can be anything you we could be talking and be like you know oh man uh, Meg is going to school today just like that time I went to school with Roger Daltrey I don't know (laughs) Um, I think that's a little too early of a reference. Sure. So think about yeah. it. Think of it like RoboCop. Sure. Time. Yeah. It's an 80s reference. It's got to yeah, be yeah. 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember the 80s? Yeah. Seth MacFarlane does. Oh boy, does he? Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's literally something like that. Like the the tie-ins are not clever. No. They're not. They're just they're so shoehorned in. Um, and I guess maybe that's the charm to people who still enjoy it. That's why I think it would have made a better YouTube show. Yes. Right. On online, where it's like, oh, look at what this has put out. It's a guy fighting a chicken. Yeah, for oh five boy. minutes they do that a bunch now. Yeah. Uh, I remember the I remember the original run. It was uh, three, three three seasons. seasons. Yeah, uh, that was that enough. chicken fight. I thought was very funny. I did too. I really did. I was like, oh, what a what an interesting little just aside in this that like goes on way too long. You know, it's the it's the rake gag. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's a rake gag with a bigger budget. Yeah. And just like they have brought the rakes back in The Simpsons, which they shouldn't have done, no. they do the same thing with the chicken. And yep. it's just like, guys, <laughs> it was funny because it was in one episode. I found, It's not funny as a running gag. I found the callback the first time they called back to the rakes. Yeah. I laughed so hard. Because I was a child. Which one was it? Do you remember? It was the one where he uh, hypnotizes Bart. Okay, that's what I thought. And he's yeah. like, Rake's my mortal enemy or yeah. something? I thought I was your arch nemesis. Right. He's like, I have, I have life, life outside, outside of you, you Bart. Yeah. Which is, like, that's that's funny. That's, that's, a, that's clever that's enough. A, that's that... a funny retort. Yeah. Um, but it's not actually a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, you may have executed it all right, but... yeah. The idea behind it was wrong. I almost feel like that joke, like I would appreciate that joke so much more if it wasn't rakes, uh-huh. if it was something else we had never seen before, right? <laughs> because if because it then, is rakes, then he doesn't actually have a life outside no, of No, because that had to do with him going yeah. after Bart. Uh, but if it was something entirely different, he's like, oh, my, my arch nemesis, uh, the pay, PayPal, I don't know. <laughs> I don't the, like common, the common sparrow. <laughs> sure. Or like, uh, what's that, uh, astro, uh, oh, fuck, what's that, like, pet extinction, pet extinction. Exterminator? Exterminator, thank you. I, my mind is falling apart. Exterminator business. It doesn't matter now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) this would have been funny if I could have thought of something in time, but I didn't, so we're gonna move on. Uh, yeah, if it was something completely different, and then he was like, I have life outside you, Bart. That's funny, because also us as an audience are like... We've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. That's not a, a trait we know about this character. Oh, that's funny because, yeah, like, we don't know everything that happens in his life. No. Neither does Bart. Anywho. Apparently we do, though. Yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway. Gotta keep making those trains round time. Uh-huh. God damn. Ain't that right, Al? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a seat right here. We don't have a guest today. No, we... Could have been you, Al Could have been you, Al So, this episode... Springfield Connection. Title derived from the French Connection. That's right. I actually just watched that movie. Did you? I've never seen it. Uh, For the second time in my life. It is... Academy Award winning picture. Five. Best picture and best actor? Yeah. Director. Gene Gene Hackman? Yeah. Um, It is an intense movie that is in... uh, Like in that... In the way that only 70s movies can be. It was shot in New York in the 70s on location when New York was what some people might refer to as a hell hole. Um, <laughs> and, uh, America's garbage pail. Yeah. And it, it looks that way. Yeah. It looks awful. This movie does not do New York tourism any favors. <laughs> um, but it's also, uh, at the time, at the I time, mean, now it's like, the, yeah. oh, let's, oh, I don't know. Let's go, let's go see the French connection museum. Where they did the fucking uh, high speed chase. I'm sure they have a French connection museum there. Sure. Yeah. They got like 200 museums in yeah. New York. Um, the uh, the elevated train chase is still holds up to this day. It's fantastic. Um, kind of feels like they shot it in Chicago. They might have moved to production to Chicago to shoot that. Anyway, I don't know. Um, <laughs> either way, it's a great movie, and this uh, episode shares only that, <laughs> just the title. Yeah, and the fact that's that it's pretty a good common. Episode. Yeah, and the fact that it's good. It's pretty common with uh, the title 
yeah. tie-ins. Usually they're not related to the episode. It's just they also what's share a, what's the, interesting... they also share the cop. The cop, yeah, yeah, it's that's a, pretty it's much a cop episode. Yeah, <laughs> that's as far as it goes. Cops and criminals. Yeah. And there's like a, there's a deal going down. I guess it shares a few things. <laughs> you know what? It's exactly the plot. It's the same plot. Only Marge is Marge Popeye, is Popeye Doyle. Doyle. Wow. And Homer is right. Popeye Doyle's husband. <laughs> I think you would enjoy The French Connection. Uh, I think I would as well. It's a yeah. uh, quick watch. It's not oh, very it's a, long. it's a short one? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's absolutely worth it. It's, uh, there's, there's a few scenes in it that are like, oh, this is pure 70s awesome. Yeah. Um, cause they're like, it, it's like. Who directed that one? William Friedkin. Of course. Yeah. Well, Freedy. Yeah. Uh, that one and To Live and Die in L.A. Those are, I think, his two best films. Um, to Live and Die in L.A. does the uh, Los Angeles Canal Chase before Terminator 2 does the Los Angeles Canal Chase. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Is it this, like the same canal in several films? Yeah. 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 Doesn't Greece use it, too? Uh, I think they do a race in that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. It's been a long time since I've seen Grease. That's fair. I just uh, that's that's one I watched a lot as a kid. So I I once I started noticing this canal pop up in movies, I'm yeah. like, hey, it's the canal from Grease. It's a <laughs> it's it's a unique location, and yeah. it's also a completely controllable location. I think Italian Job does does it there too. Yeah, like the remake. I think uh, the To Live and Die in L.A. did it first for like a uh, cop and cops and robbers like a chase kind chase of thing. sequence. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, yeah, I, I've been meaning to, I actually have looking up the best picture winners mm -hmm. and I've been like in my brain, I'm like, I'd really like to just watch all of them one day. Cause there's a lot I haven't seen. Just one day. <laughs> all at once. All in one go. All in, you know, different parts of the screen. So yeah. I can, is there like 90 of them now? <laughs> at least. Oh God! It's 19... getting it's getting less and less special. I'll say 1937. You start with Wings. Yeah, Wings is the first, but I, but is it 19? I think it's 1937, somewhere around there. That is the first Academy Award mm. presentation. Whatever, doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, French Connection. Yes, is what I'm saying. That's one that I've been interested in because I've heard good things. The 70s uh, ones Gene are Hackman. all worthwhile. Well, yeah, and there's a lot in the 70s. Deer Hunter, um, Godfather Part Two. Godfather Part 1. Um, I've, I've seen that one. Oh, okay. The Sting? <laughs> the Sting, yes. Uh, Robert Redford and uh, Paul Newman together again. At last. At last. <laughs> I did love Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids. So. Oh, those two movies are great. Yeah. The Sting is excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like, instead of Cowboys, they're grifters. So I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm in. It's that's, outstanding. That's it's great outstanding. Premise. They're so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> is it in color? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. You see those baby blues. Yeah. Um, what's one of the, the, one of the best things about The Sting is its color palette. Nice. Uh, because uh, so many pictures of that time are in like black and white or sepia tone. Mm -hmm. And it's like a Great Depression era film in the pure color of that era. And it's it's really cool. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, the Springfield in, Connection. In the Great Depression, you had to, you had to grift that or work. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about the Springfield Connection, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons episode. Yeah. Uh, so what other movies now? Okay, so... <laughs> I do want to talk about this episode. I do like this episode. Me too. Um, so let's get into it. So this is, uh, it's actually a very, I think a very solid uh, A plot and only A plot. Yep. Right? We've talked about this before. Sometimes there's good A plots with a, with a decent B plot. Sometimes the B plots are bad. Sometimes it's like, which one's the A plot? Like they're both kind of crummy. Yeah. I'm thinking of the front. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a schizophrenic episodes, you know? Yeah. But this one is very clear, like even in the first first bit it's already you know marge is kind of 
getting this sense of adventure and excitement yeah. with the uh, the grifter, yeah. you know, as we were talking about. Um, and then very quickly is like, you know, I need I need more. I realize I need more excitement in my life. Somehow gets into the idea of being a cop, signs up, gets hired right away, uh, <laughs> becomes a really good cop. Yeah, like that's I think what's what's most interesting is that they don't try and make it like she's you know struggling with her job in any way. It's like if if she wants to be a cop, she's an excellent cop. Yeah. The problem is, everyone else in Springfield are terrible cops, and yeah. she becomes disillusioned, and uh, that's pretty much the plot. That is the um that that is like that that's it's a joy to see her be a good cop it's a and and you feel for her when she's disillusioned which is which is great and at the end of the episode this is why i this is i think the only criticism i really truly have for the episode it's the fact that it's bound to an elastic universe mhm that we won't see this side of Marge for a long time again. Like, <sighs> character development in The Simpsons doesn't mean anything. <coughs> I just died. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm dead. My oh, stopped. okay. Uh, oh, God. Does anyone want to be my co-host? <coughs> I need... Oh, oh there it goes. Oh, he's I'm back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, she... Character development doesn't really mean much in The Simpsons, and... Uh, and that's a shame, especially in an episode like this where we see Marge really stretch her wings, really get out of her sh- shell and her comfort zone. But we need to go back to zero by the end. Yeah. Did yeah. you feel that this time? Yeah, totally. I, I think the... it's Well, okay, so it's interesting for me because uh, Marge as a character is portrayed very differently throughout the entire series aside from this episode, I'd say. Mm-hmm. This is probably the one episode where I'm like, I really like Marge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I only mean that in the sense that she's usually the, you know, the button up, uh, you know, stay at home mom who's, yeah. you know, telling people you need to do this and that. And like the, the voice of reason, but this also the a part of us all, <laughs> yeah the a one who's like, <coughs> excuse me, the one who's always saying, you know, don't, don't do zany adventures, you know, yeah. essentially voice of reason, voice of reason and therefore boring. Uh, it's, it's important, but it means the character herself is not as interesting. Whereas, yeah, in this episode, they bring out that side of Marge that I do find interesting where she's like, she wants to do good. She wants excitement. Um, and she would be, and it, it it makes me think about the whole, what if Marge had never met Homer who kind of like crushed her dreams in a lot of ways? Like, would she have become a really good cop? Maybe in a different city. I don't know. In Capital City. <laughs> Capital City, yep. Uh, maybe it worked there. But I also think the episode's also um, saying in a very like subtle and not blatant way that the best of intentions can only do so much. And I think it's almost like a subtle commentary on the way the police force is. Where it's like, yeah, people joining the police uh, academy, they are there generally, usually... Because they're like, I want to do good. I want to like uphold the law. I want to be a good person. But once you get in that world, you realize, like, she has that moment where she's like, everywhere I look, someone's breaking the law. Yep. And it's like, like, what are you supposed to do? You can't arrest everyone. Everyone's always doing something, even if it's a minor infraction. And you have to start picking and choosing when to do the right thing, quote unquote, and when to look the other way. And that's <clears throat> that's a that's important, mm-hmm. right? Because. 
Yeah, okay. Laws are there for a reason, but so is context. Yes. And um, in the context of her saying, man littering, mm -hmm. horse no diaper, <laughs> car parked across three handicapped spaces, yeah. she picks the right one. Oh, yeah. yeah. To go for. Um, <laughs> I think partly because she realizes it's her husband. Yeah, She's partly like, because of that. Like, A, I don't want to be embarrassed. B, like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, and... Like, I, I, yeah, the whole idea of becoming a cop to do good is, uh, is noble. Did you ever want to be a cop at any point in your life? No, not once. I definitely did. Yeah? Yeah. When I was in elementary school, uh, I would see, like, police officers and, like, sometimes they'd come and talk to us and stuff like that, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah. you know, you get to, like, you get, you get a sense of authority, but for, but it's for the right reason. Um, people will listen to you, but, like. You know, and it's that weird thing where it's like, yeah, like, I feel like there's some people who are just like, yeah, I want I want people to do what I tell them. Um, and that's where you get, uh, you know, corrupt cops. Yeah, of course. The, um, I think what stood in my way was I was actually afraid. Yeah, I was fair. afraid of them. Like, I, yeah. was, I was afraid of police. Um, like, whenever we would see them in school, like, they cast a, an imposing figure, like, mm -hmm. uniform, big belt. Um, so many tools on their belt yeah, too. Yeah. Like not just the gun, but like I would see, like I would be, I, what are all those things? Yeah. Radio, bullets, extra bullets, tasers. Billy club, probably. Yeah, yeah the, the, the extendo smacker. <laughs> extendo smacker, yeah, that's the um, official name. All of that junk, you know, and it's like, oh, this is, uh, this is a lot of stuff. I, uh, <laughs> is it hot in here? Is yeah. this, I should probably, uh. I'm gonna bounce. Well, I mean, you had all those drugs on you. Yeah, I did. So I did. I was. That's a little I more was intense. My elementary school's dealer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was mostly dino sours, though. Well, so I mean, that is the drug of yeah. children. Sugar high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a serious come down by yeah. the afternoon nap. But it, but it, yeah, so I do want to talk about the uh, disillusionment that Marge feels. Yeah. Because. That does, so there's, one of my favorite movies, Magnolia, there's, uh, at the end, there's a cop character. Oh, that's character. one of your favorite movies? I did not 100%. even know that. Oh. I'd... You never mention it. Okay. <laughs> I see. Sarcasm, everybody. <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's hard to watch. Oh, man. It's, it's so long. It, it But it's, uh, it clips, so good. It clips along. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a great movie. But, um... There's a part of the end. So Jim Jim Curring, the cop character played by John C. Riley, uh, he's he's kind of the Marge uh, mm -hmm. in yes. in that movie. You That's, know where where he's yeah. like I like I I want to do good and like he's uh, you know very gung ho about like I'm the shiny faced cop and mm -hmm. everything's gonna be great. Uh, and then like things go wrong for him, you know, in a lot of ways. And uh, he doesn't come, become disillusioned or anything. But there's a moment at the end where he finds William H Macy's character. Uh, stealing, like breaking into his old job and like stealing a bunch of money. He's actually climbing to like go put it back. Obviously, the officer doesn't know that at the time. But uh, so when they're kind of like talking at the end, there's a moment where uh, Jim Curring is doing like a voiceover because that's like kind of a weird bookend to the to the movie because he does a voiceover at the very beginning and then a voiceover at the very end. And he's talking about how you know sometimes. Like, being a cop is hard. Sometimes you see someone breaking the law and you have to, you know, make a choice. Uh, sometimes you need to look the other way. Sometimes you need to help them. Sometimes, like, they are, like, putting them in jail is not the solution, right? 
Uh, and then, of course, he says, sometimes they got to go to jail. <laughs> like, he has that as, like, the, the button to it, where he's like, sometimes they got to go to jail. Like, like, he understands that. But you can tell he has that moment with O.M.H. Macy where he looks the other way, essentially. He helps him put the money back. He helps him get out of the place. And, and he's, he realizes this guy is in a bad place. And uh, this is more helpful to him as a human being than it is to just lock him up. And... So that's just, I don't know why, it reminded me of that because I think that's something that I never thought about until I saw that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I definitely didn't think about when I saw this episode, but now I do. Because of that moment where Marge is like, you know, everywhere I look, someone's breaking the law. I'm like, yeah, like, how do you mitigate your own kind of moral compass with, quote unquote, the rules, right? Like, I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes. If I was a cop, I was walking downtown Calgary, and I see someone jaywalk, I'd be like, I don't care. You know, it's against the law. I'm not going to go arrest you. I'm not going to give you a ticket because it's, it's, I don't know. There's, there's things where I'm like, I understand that as us as humans, like it's not necessary to be like, you need to be punished for this action. Yeah. That was, that was another one of the reasons why I, uh, why I couldn't, because I would talk to, or I would talk to like, I, I know some people who are police officers now <laughs> and I just don't agree with a lot of, with, like, obviously not the major ones, but there's so many laws. <laughs> yeah. There's so many laws of the land, and there's a lot that I don't agree with. Sure, yeah. As a cop, you're required to uphold all of them. Yeah, it's it's not your job as a cop to be like, I don't agree with this law, let's try and change it. Like, yeah. that's for, you know, politicians and courts and... Yeah, that's, that's not your function in that society. Yeah. Yours is to uphold them as they're written. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I hard, just, like I said, it's hard to balance that yeah, with your own moral. It beliefs. is, it is, and I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I don't think I could. People who can, I'm glad they exist. Yeah, totally. I'm yeah. very glad they exist. Uh, well, and I feel like most, I mean, cops write in if 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 you disagree, but I feel like most cops have a hard time with it, um, and have to make those choices here and there, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, like I'm going to look the other way in this case, but this is a warning, you know, stuff like that. And you, I feel like in those moments, like, the cop is basically saying, um, you know, I know, I don't necessarily agree with this, but it is the law, so you need to follow it. I'm just, I'm giving you this warning because I don't want it to be like, yeah, you did it, so you're, you're out of here, yeah. you know? Context. Our friend, our friend, uh, I won't say who, maybe just because not to put this on air, but uh, got pulled over for... Uh, uh, and it was, I, I think for running a red light technically, and but then he, they breathalyzed them, and he technically blew over, and he was GDL. Uh, not blew over, like, whatever the actual legal limit he is. Blew he, he blew anything, yeah, and he was GDL, which is, in the, in the law of Alberta, if you have any drop of alcohol in your bloodstream, and you are driving, and you're a GDL license, you get your license removed. And uh, that's what happened to our friend, and... The he said that the cop said, "I don't really agree with <laughs> with this like this thing. Like I don't I like I think this is a silly law, but it is the law, and you know I have to uphold it, kind of thing. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting the way the world works. <laughs> That's a great thesis. <laughs> it's interesting the way the world works. Care to explain? Yes, this is my TED my TED talk. Uh, <laughs> TEDx coming to YYC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
It's interesting. It's interesting the way the world works. Things mean Question mark? different things. <laughs> uh, so... This episode is a. Uh, I, I like that we can talk about this episode like this um, because it's a. Uh, you're right. It's a strongly plotted episode, mm-hmm. and it's what. What's more to say? Marge becomes a cop, and this is how it affects her mm-hmm. and the people around her. Yep. That's about it. Yeah. And the writers do such a great job of filling that mm-hmm. with just some really great moments. Like she's a cop by the end of the first act. Yep. Which is awesome. <laughs> Second act is mostly about her being her, a cop. Her being a cop. And the third then eventually act is arresting the counterfeit jeans operation. That's right, yeah. Um, which, uh, let's talk about some counterfeit jeans. Okay. <laughs> uh, before we get there, I just want to say real quick, so yeah. the whole reason we went on this long diatribe about cops and like, what's with them, question mark, uh, which is my next TED Talk. Uh, that's the- a, that's <laughs> one I'm actually going to come to. That sounds great. Cops, what's has- with them? <laughs> It has a clearer thesis, not just, it's interesting the way the world works. Uh, that, <laughs> that could be one, anything. That one is five and a half hours long. <laughs> you really need to edit that one. <laughs> There's a slideshow about bugs at one point. It's just like, look at them. I don't know how They're that... weird. <laughs> there is, and there is, trust, I've seen it. There is no segue. It's, he's, he's talking about, like, for some reason, robotics in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then it's about bugs. Yeah. Not any particular bug. Both are interesting. Just bugs. He's got a slide that says bugs with a question mark. Yeah. (laughs) This actually sounds great. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so we're talking about this because the Elastic Universe in this episode brings Marge back to status quo at the end of the episode. And I do feel like it's not just because they need to get status quo, but because I do feel it, it makes sense for me. Of this is what would happen to the character. They she wrote would the join... episode in yeah. a way that it definitely does make sense. It's yes. written in a way where it's like, I get this. The character of Marge joining the police force, doing really well at her job, and realizing everyone else in the police force are incompetent and corrupt, and then just being like, I can't do this, goodbye, makes total sense to me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a well-plotted episode because of that also, because it is an, a plot in an Elastic Universe TV show that needs to go back to the status quo at the end. You know, if this was a plot of an episode of Breaking Bad, for example, um, Walt Jr. decided to become a cop for an episode, and then by the end was like, never mind. I'd be like, that was the worst fucking episode I've ever seen of this show. <laughs> for many reasons. But uh, yeah. but it works because it's the, the half-hour sitcom yeah. that needs to go back to the normal because syndication. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate that. Um, counterfeit jeans are in this episode. Yes, they are. <laughs> Uh, what, what, what a concept. Yeah, what a concept. <laughs> I had never heard of the concept of counterfeit jeans or uh-huh. counterfeit, um, brand name items before. Yeah, like the idea of I like counterfeit blank, if the blank isn't money, is, com- was is com- baffling yeah, to me. Yeah, it yeah. was like, what? <laughs> it's uh, like, what is, like, what, to me, it's like, what's the difference between a counterfeit jean and just, and a normal jean? Like, they're both jeans. Yeah. I, can't I just buy them at the store? <laughs> I, one is one thing and the other is... Can I... I'll buy them at the same time. I, one is Calvin Klein and one is Calvin Clean. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sorny. Uh, <laughs> Panaphonics. Yeah, you know, it's... Because <clears throat> it's not... Cause, 
Because, I mean, that's funny, but that's that's definitely a different idea, right? Because in that episode, Sorny Panaphonics are supposed to be their brand names, just not the brand that you but want. You know, yeah. uh, it's not like they're trying to pass off as Sony's, yeah. right? I think the idea with the jeans is, is they're, that... They're Calvin Klein jeans. They're, they Trust say, me. Yeah, they say Calvin Klein yeah. on them, but they're not actually Calvin Klein. Ha ha ha. Yeah. We fooled you. It's like the um, it, it's like the counterfeit Gucci bags. Sure, yeah, yeah. you find in Europe all the time. I do find them in Europe. <laughs> I've you never know. been to Europe. You know, all uh, those times you've been to Europe. <laughs> damn it. Uh, <laughs> Gotta bring up painful memories. <laughs> painful lack of memories. Well, don't you know, my good man, I've been to Europe, what, what, and all that? <laughs> You're in Europe? I've been to Europe. Where did you go? Oh, that's a big question. Okay. Um, I went to... How many times have you been to Europe? Just the one. Just once. Okay. Uh, I'm going again in September or October. Right. Or the other. Visit Allie. Uh, slash take her there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be good. Uh, and by Europe, uh, in that case, I mean... London. The, the United Kingdom. Yeah. I Jolly old London town. I'll be going over to bloody old England. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to our UK listeners. I don't apologize for okay. that. <laughs> That's how you sound to me. Oh. <laughs> I want to. I want to go to England. It's great. If any listeners have a couch to crash on, oh yeah, that'd be great. I'm coming there in October. If anybody has a couch to crash on, yeah, I really need that. Great. And maybe do a bonus episode with them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Huh? Tit for tat? Huh? 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 Would you like to be on a podcast? Have some... A moderately popular podcast? <laughs> Semi-popular? Yeah. That's us. Yeah. Uh, Nailing it. <laughs> week to week. Uh, so the, is this the first episode we see Herman as a villain? Would you mm, say? Yeah, I think so. It feels like it. Yeah. I can't recall, because like the earlier appearances are usually just very brief for, yeah. for the most part also. Uh, but like his first appearance, we talked about recently, was Bart the General, right? Where yeah. he's um, kind of a shady guy, but he's on the side of our heroes, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, whereas in this, he's definitely like suddenly kind of a villain. And the next time we see him... For 22 like, short, yeah. short films? Is it, that's a big, in, I a, mean, he's, in a major way. Yeah, like he's, uh, is he Zed? He's essentially, Zed, yeah. In the Pulp Fiction parody? Well, no, he would be the guy who calls Zed. Zed is uh, Fickner, right? No, he's, he? um, no, he's not William Fickner. He's a guy who looks like William Fickner. He was in, um, oh. he was. So, but I'm thinking of the right guy. Yeah, he was, that. he plays Redfoot in, um, in, U, in The Usual Suspects. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah, they do. He does look like William Fickner a little bit. Um, Maybe just in my brain. No, no, you're right. They they have a similar feel and okay. a similar look. Uh, but the other guy is the one who says, "Looks like the spider caught himself a couple of flies." Oh, okay. And well, I mean, I, I mean, obviously they kind of conflate all yeah. those characters. Yeah. <laughs> Zed, that guy, the Gimp, all into Herman for yeah. purposes of this. Uh, well, Spring, he, even says, he even says Zed in that episode. Does he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. And that's when... It's like, like, as soon as Zed gets here, yeah. we're going to have a party or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And that's when, I think, Milhouse comes yeah. in and <laughs> yeah. hits him with the mace. It's great. It's a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> Expect to have Camille on for that one, by okay, the way. <laughs> <laughs> She's called I love, it. I love Kirk in that, in that scene. Uh... <laughs> you know, this used to be a pet store. <laughs> Get in the corner. Uh, Can my son use your bathroom? <laughs> you gotta say yes! <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we'll get there. All right, so <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, Herman. Herman is uh, definitely a villain in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's weird because it's also like the first time we kind of see him hanging out with the gang, you know, for the yeah, poker game. The four guys who they're hanging out with, Lenny, Carl, Moe, and Barney, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. The fact that Herman is there is obviously so they can have him be a villain. And yeah. that Well, and it's, it's to have a sixth for their game. They're probably like, you know, we, we always play with four. Well, they'd it's be playing boring. with five. Or sorry, five. Five yeah. is a good number for five, a poker Five's game. decent, but yeah. maybe they're maybe one day they're just like, you know, you know, it'd be great, a sixth. Yeah, that's true. And so they're like, who do we know? I don't know, Herman's might, might want to play. And yeah. he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. He's kind of creepy about it, but yeah. they're like, all right. Uh, <laughs> going out for some fresh air. <laughs> or like, gran- like he- Grandpa related it to him or something. Oh, my son plays a poker game. And he's like, oh, maybe I can join. Yeah. Because apparently they're, they're friends, friends. yeah. <laughs> According to the weird. first appearance and only then, because yeah. they never talk again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a fun third act uh, because oh, it's really because fun. of this because of yeah. this whole thing. It's its own you get to see Marge mini, mini be a good cop rather yeah. than just be like, you know, the cop who's too good for the city, as it were. Yeah, right. Because you have those moments where the the barber shop or whatever the chair makes that sound and she immediately rolls into action. Yeah. And, you know, seeing that is like, that's really cool. Like that, like if there was danger, she would have nailed it. Yeah. And then, but of course everyone in the barbershop is just like, ah, doesn't help that the Foley artist used a gunshot. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, yeah, no chairs sound like that at barbershops guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I think I just thought of my favorite joke. Oh, good. Thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah, so we get to see Marge do her job really well in this mm-hmm. uh, this part, and it's like it's kind of a little action movie, a little mini action movie, yeah. right? Uh, Homer action gets movie. Homer gets taken hostage, yeah, essentially, yeah. And then Marge Sell the jeans and live like a queen. <laughs> Marge has to stop him, uh, and you have like two really great hero moments from her where she uh, comes in the secret door, yeah, uh, and then also like, oh, Mar- like he's getting away, and she's just like nonchalant, like, no, nah, I don't think so, because she, she has three great hero moments. What's the third? She, the, the, the moment when she opens the 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 door, uh-huh. the, the garage door, she arrests them all. Oh yeah, the she's... only one who gets away is Herman. Yeah, because right? like, how are you going to arrest him? He's got one arm. Yeah. So <laughs> did she think about that before she's <laughs> like down on the ground? I'm going to put handcuffs on you. He was already probably like, no, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> And, uh, what comes to in that situation? I don't know. Probably they must have some other kind of system for like putting the, the, the cuffs on. Yeah, like cuff on one one arm, and then yeah, maybe to the leg, or maybe to like they'll loop it in their pants or something. Cuff the legs. Cuff the legs. Both sure. legs together. They can still they can Hog still pull weapons. They can still pull weapons. Hog tie them. Okay. <laughs> Cut the hand off. I know Stampede's coming up, Greg, but uh, cut the other arm oh, off. Oh no. <laughs> Tase them until their heart stops. Mace them uh, until is, they're blind. This is getting dark. <laughs> Beat them with the extendo oh, smacker. Oh, boy. Okay. Shoot you know, them in the gut. <laughs> you know, uh, police relations in in the States are not great right now. No, I'm, uh, I'm well aware. You're not helping the no. men. <laughs> I'm proud of everything they do, as long as it's constitutional. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> Something Lisa says. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lisa has two kind of moments. She sure does, and where, they're great. Yeah, where she, there's that part where she's like, 
you know, yeah, as long as it's constitutional and Marge, like, all right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she's like visiting Marge at work and she's like, you know, basically deriding the idea of the prison system. Yeah. And it's Mar- McGriff. Marge's response, it's McGriff. Hi, Lisa. Help me bite crime. Which I know it's a not technically McGruff the crime dog, but it's take a bite out of crime yeah. is the slogan, which I don't know if it's intentional because it's different or if they were like, Marge is not, doesn't actually know the slogan and it's just like, I think that's, you know what I mean? I think that's McGriff's slogan. Okay. Help me bite Help crime. Help me bite crime. Yeah. Because yeah, they had to change it for legal purposes. Yeah. That's fair. <clears throat> or just because it's funny. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> like McGriff, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Because well, they had the the barking dog in an earlier yeah. episode, right? I think that's is it, is it the same one? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Quiet, Lisa. The dog is barking. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great episode. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, she has those three great hero moments, and mm-hmm. like she does, she even has like that Sherlock moment where it's like years of bu- uh, buying jeans for two active children and a wide set husband. Uh, <laughs> she can notice bad stitching. Yeah. It's great, and um, one of the one of the great moments of this of this episode is the police reactions. Um, like it's an like the, the it, that's a, that's a moment that's stuck in my head for a long, 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 long time. It's like uh, I'd like to be a police officer. <laughs> laughter, they laughter, laugh. laughter, laughter. Welcome, Welcome aboard. aboard. <laughs> uh, I I quit. Laughter, 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 laughter. Sorry to, Sorry lose to you. see you go. <laughs> uh, like. Yeah, no, great joke. Yeah, it's yeah. that is that is excellent because it's uh, and it's one of the rare times where the rule of three doesn't apply. That's true. It's in this case, it's the rule of two. Yeah, because it's uh, it's her joining and her leaving. Yeah, they don't need a third part. To they do make not. It funny. Yeah. They do not. It's a nice little bookend. Yeah. Um, I know. Like, uh, I'm sorry that I'm running out of time here. That's okay. can we uh, rush over to the reference desk real sure quick? Can. Okay. Uh, we already talked about it's a pretty short one. The uh, so. French Connection. French Connection. Yeah. Uh, they they reuse it's reused right the James Bond uh, couch gag. Mm, yeah. I think it was used in an earlier one, but there you go, James Bond. Uh, John Williams. Uh, Homer mistakenly yeah. thinks he's dead. Yeah. Uh, he is not, but he's very uh, they, much alive. They see his concert and there's lasers and yeah. And uh, uh, John Williams just did an excellent score for Star Wars: The Last Jedi. There you Bringing go. Bringing it all around. Heyo. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to point out I like that Homer is is weirdly um, classy in this moment. Where yeah, he's that's like, He's very angry effective. that they're using lasers and stuff for, yeah. you know, classic music yeah. in his eyes, which is Star Wars classics. music. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a nice little character moment for him. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, references to Hill Street Blues, the TV show. Obviously, it's a cop show. Is it? I've never heard um, of it. Uh, it. I mostly know it because it won, like, a tons of emmys when it was airing oh okay so it's like one of the like highly rated i mean as cop, cop shows, shows do, yeah you know, you know uh, blue. <laughs> magic eye posters mm, yeah wiggum yeah. is looking at oh one. look uh, like a pony were you able ever able to do those i i don't know I, okay i've I never don't. been able to i don't understand them i'm con i'm convinced it's all a big conspiracy that people, uh, you know, say, oh, yeah, if you look at it the right way, a picture will appear. And people don't want to look dumb, so they're just like, oh, yeah, no, I totally see it. Yep, a shark. Got it. Send us a few at thehammockdistrictalberta oh, at gmail.com. I can't do them. I can't do them, you guys. It's, we'll see if it's all a conspiracy. It's all a conspiracy. Uh, seeing is believing. Cops. Television show Cops. Of course. Marge yeah. is on that yeah. for Skinner and... Agnes, that's funny. Uh, that's, that's who called the police. We both did. That's, that's my that's my honorable mention yeah. for favorite joke. Uh, <laughs> just again, Skinner. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't get enough of him. God and that's Skinner. such a great. We, <laughs> I, I maintained it was my turn. We quarreled. 
That's just such a perfect Skinner <laughs> to my explanation. Horror. To my horror, it had been uh, slashed. Uh, McGruff the Crime Dog, uh, the TV show, uh, sorry, the movie Police Academy. Of course. As well as the movie Spaceballs. Yeah. I don't like either you don't of like those. Either. I don't like either of those. What about Police Academy 2? Uh, what is it, Back in Training No, or I'm really into Police Academy 6, Citizens on Patrol. Uh-huh. What about Mission to Moscow? Uh, not so much. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all their subtitles. <laughs> They're... Something about me, you may not know, I love subtitles to movies, to especially long-running like uh, yeah, sequels. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the subtitles I, I find hilarious, usually. And Police Academy is one I've never watched any of those movies, so I don't know all of them. But They're all I, bad. Yeah, back back to back uh, back in the habit. Back yeah, back in the habit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. Whoopi Goldberg, isn't it? Uh, Speed movie Speed. There's that part where she kind of jumps the. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. The yeah, pit, yeah, yeah, just like the bus does. Yeah, it sure does. And then uh, apparently this is one I wasn't aware of, but I read about Magnum Force. Did you ever see that? That's a Dirty Harry movie. Yeah, so uh, when she's shooting the targets, I guess that's more or less shot similarly to a scene from Magnum Force. Oh, okay. So, where she missed the baby and the blind man. I'll be honest, I've only seen one Dirty Harry movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. No, I've seen two. <laughs> I've seen two. You forgot Back in the Habit. I forgot Back in the Habit. <laughs> yeah. I actually forgot the Deadpool, is what I... Deadpool? The Deadpool. Deadpool. That's that's a Dirty Harry movie? The Deadpool. What about Deadpool 2? Did you see that? Uh, Deadpool 2 is a I just Dirty Harry night. movie in, uh, in in name only. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a prequel. Right. A sidequel. Yeah. Um, I saw it last night. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. I liked it more than the first one. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's all I got. References. Good. Good. Favorite joke? <laughs> Favorite joke is Hans Mole Man. <laughs> That whole scene is so funny. Homer's been arrested. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, letting him out or whatever. And he's like, hold on, I'm going to finish this lobster and raspberry torch. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> and then, so at first you're just like, oh, weird. Like, they treat their prisoners really well in, in Springfield, I guess. Like, that's the initial yeah. joke, I think. And then he leaves, and you see Hans Moleman sitting with Reverend Rubjoy, and he's like, all right, time to go. He's like, but that man just ate my last meal. And you realize, oh, no, that was something he had ordered that Homer just stole. <laughs> Lovejoy's response to that is so cold. <laughs> if that's the worst thing that happens to you today, consider yourself lucky. Because, and then, so, like, at first you're just like, oh, like that's kind of dark. But then he's like, are you really allowed to execute people at a local jail? From this point on, no talking. And then, and then a sad walk the away. Death walk. Death march. And that, yeah, like I said, like that entire <laughs> sequence is just so perfectly done because it it builds on what you know as an audience member until yeah. you realize, oh, they're, okay, so they're going to execute Hens Mole Man and his last meal was eaten by someone else and no one cares and they're taking him away. What was it? The last episode we did was Round Springfield yep. and he was hosting Mole Man, Mole in, Man the in the Morning. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. Uh, good Mole Man to you. What do you think he did in between then <laughs> and now? To deserve execution? Yeah. Probably very little. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ate the cops' pizza or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as we know, they very much like pizza, and they're corrupt, and they're corrupt. What? 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 This better be about pizza. My... I say that all the time. <laughs> like when someone calls my name or something, I'll be like, "Why? This better be about pizza." And they're like, "What? <laughs> Never mind." Uh... Anyway, uh, your favorite joke. Lionel Hutz, <laughs> of course, dumpster confidentiality. Of course. He makes an appearance. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. 
Hello. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say hello. Hello. <laughs> Toss it and to Zippo lighter. It. Oh, it's so good. That's a great little... What was in the dumpster? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I gotta give an honorable mention to uh, two names that make me laugh every time I hear them. Uh, Benevin... Vinstaciano. <laughs> what a weird little aside. I know. It's like, here's your... What is it? A sponge and vacuum? Yeah, here's this month's issue of sponge and vacuum. And then she's... Thanks, Benevin Stanciano. <laughs> And it's like, there was no reason for her to say his name. No. It's such a weird name. Yeah. Uh, I have no insight on that joke. No, me neither. If anyone does, if there's something we're missing, please let us know. But as far as I know, it's just they were like, let's give him a funny name. It's a funny name. It's really <laughs> great. It's great. And the other one is Mr. Jericho. I just, oh, yeah, yeah. I just love, Mr. There's, Jericho. there's two great names in this in this episode. Benevin Stanciano and I forget Mr. about Mr. Jericho. Jericho. Like, That'd be a good trivia question. Oh, yeah, that would be a great trivia question. Don't steal it from me, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, cool. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah. Bye. Anything to plug? <laughs> uh, right now, no. I mean, like, I'm in Fort Steele, but, like, you kind of really got a plan on going there, so I'm not going to really plug it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm doing Seinfeld trivia again this Sunday, uh, June 17th. Hold on. Yep, June 17th. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, at Dickens Pub. Starts at 7. It's going to be fun. We're going to watch some episodes. We're going to talk about Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Simpsons Trivia is coming back next month sometime. Not sure when yet. Oh, and I don't know if I'll be hosting. Sorry, I should actually plug um, uh, Who is Speaking, Season oh, 3. coming back. Is uh, currently in production. Great. We are doing a... If you don't know about Who is Speaking, Season 3... Or who is speaking in general? Um, <laughs> it's uh, Boathouse Studios improvised podcast where I improvise uh, with some various guests. It's usually Alan, Camille, Ali, you know, people who you would find people on the show around us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, this time we are adding a little bit of a gimmick. There is a time travel element to it. Oh shit! Uh, so uh, if you're interested in who is speaking season starting three, starting to serialize it. Yeah, it will be available <laughs> on, uh, of course, SoundCloud and iTunes, and the whole back catalog is on our Patreon. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. And with that, a mighty cheer went up from the heroes of Shelbyville. They had banished the awful lemon tree forever because it was haunted. Now let's all celebrate with a cool glass of turnip juice. We're doing Lemon of Troy next! Spoiler alert, this is one of the great episodes. <laughs> oh boy. It's, uh, it's a good one. Yeah, I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. And that's our penultimate episode for the season. Sure is. So. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Facebook, Two Bad Neighbors. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. And you can always email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. Uh, I will mention very quickly, I didn't want to do a whole mailbag about it, but Christy, who we talked about last a uh, couple episodes ago, yeah. uh, gave us a bunch of suggestions for terrible princess movies. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you haven't read that email yet, you should. Oh, okay. Can you give me <laughs> one? Uh, yes. Because um, I'm always into watching some terrible princess movies and I'm like I'm in Fort Steele and so like there's a lot of like some there's some downtime and we don't really have the internet so it'd be great to you know get one of these terrible movies and bring it with me uh, uh, yeah she, she recommended five okay uh, The Secret of Anastasia oh god is that Anastasia 2? Uh, I don't 
It no. It, oh, okay. She says it came out the same year as the Don Bluth version. Oh shit! So okay. it was one of those where sweet, it's like sweet. it was the lesser Anastasia movie. Oh man, she goes uh, in depth on these. This yeah, is awesome. Strange Magic, Cindy the Fairy Princess, Swan Princess, A Royal Family Tale, and Emma's Wings, A Bella Sarah Tale. Sorry, what's which, her name? Christy. Christy. Yes. Christy, you're awesome. Yeah. No, this was great. I really appreciated all these, and I want to watch a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's uh, if you have recommendations for princess movies, uh, you can also join in. Maybe that, we'll that do a conversation. Bonus Maybe all about, the princess movies about princess movies that we've watched. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much it. Thanks again to all of our listeners. Uh, thanks to uh, my dog that just barked, and I need to go find out what that's all about. And thanks to uh, our invisible guest this time for uh, being real, real polite. Yeah, and not talking. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have anything to plug? I did already. No, I was talking about oh, our invisible guest. <laughs> I got really mad. Sorry. I, I already did it, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't listening the whole time. <laughs> anyway, do your thing. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time for Lemon of Troy. Keep watching the ski.